visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. I am Shay Elliott of the ElliottHolmstead.com, joined yes. by Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com. I miss websites. Uh, Did we talk yeah. about that recently on here? I f- well, sometimes our phone conversations blur yeah sometimes we pull from our phone conversations for the show I mean like I can tell I'm like wait we've talked about this before um yeah there's a good website is really hard to find Mm -hmm. I just feel like they all got a little static and clunky I don't know Mm -hmm. if I find a good one I'm like ooh, somewhere to stay yeah, somewhere to plop down yeah. for a little what while. What was the last good website you even like enjoyed? I don't know. It's probably yours. <laughs> I don't know. I oh. don't know. <laughs> um, I like. I do like. You're frozen. You're like Robotron there. Um, I mean, I've been doing a lot of home remodeling, so I land on these sites, and then I do actually like it if they have like their backstory, and I just start digging. I want to hear all the personal bits, you know? How did you get started? What inspired you? What were your original sources? Like House of Hackney. Like, I like reading mm-hmm. like the, these little interior designers or these little creators for the home that just, they were in a completely different field, and then they just like, oops, we made a wallpaper, and now everyone loves us you know I just like mm-hmm. that but like blog wise mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know how to go about finding interesting blogs anymore mm-hmm. remember when like we did that mm-hmm. and you had the sidebar of all your favorites and you could just click and there was like all the inside jokes and yeah, community it was, yeah. it was really fun and it wasn't clicky it was like community like back mm-hmm. then it it was too fresh and inspiring to be clicky. There was nothing catty about it. Everybody was just like, ah, this is so yeah. cool. I yeah. used to host, and I used uh, to- host a like homestead blog hop on my blog every Monday. Like, I did too. Me and Jill yeah. and Kendra of New Life on a Home. Like come and compile all these blogs so people mm. could look at different articles and find new people. Oh, that was yeah. That yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. That- yeah, and I remember when people used to diss it back in the day, like, oh, screen time. Uh. And this was back before everybody was like walking around with a computer stronger than Apollo 13, you know, in their hands. Um, but I would say in in defense of that, I would say, look, when I was growing up, my mom, we didn't call them play dates, right? My mom never called it a play date. My mom would have ladies over for coffee. And this was how they had community. They would they would do this and mm-hmm. we're all a little bit more separate these this is like our 
this is like our having ladies over for coffee. This is amazing. And you can just like hone in, right? And find people that had similar hobbies as you. And you, it was such a, back then it was just such a, a connection point. You were able to just connect and it felt really good. You didn't have to like machete through the bees <laughs> back then Seriously. like you have to now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just it, like with, without sounding totally cheesy. There was just like this purity, like this excitement. You were in your, what's that? There's a word. There's hey a day. business term for it. No, yeah, it was, that wasn't the business, business term. term. <laughs> um yeah, I know we don't talk about like our businesses that much on here here on the podcast. You know, Angela and I are both entrepreneurs. We both run yeah. small businesses with our families from our homes. And I got to be honest, like I find it more and more challenging as the years go on to stay creative and to stay fluid in bringing information to people and staying inspired to be helpful. I find that harder mm-hmm. and harder with not only the amount of noise, but the lack of quality in the noise. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it, I find it genuinely challenging to yes. put stuff out into the ether that I feel like is going to land where it needs to land, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, this is what I was that hey- heyday that I was talking about was all long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean... I remember after dinner, we'd get cleaned up. Aiden would play Legos on the floor at my feet before bedtime. And I would, like, I would blog every day. Yeah. You know? Um, it's different now. I just actually watched, like, a big YouTube webinar on, like, how YouTube has changed and what they're recommending for creators. And um, it's just that what you have to do as a content creator it's it's different and so what I think like what I want to do sometimes takes more than a week (laughs) or sometimes takes sometimes I I don't have something to share on Instagram every day I know that's the game I'm supposed to play but I want to bring something really good to Instagram I want to bring either whether it's like a couple really nice sentences or a photograph that means something to me. I don't want to just like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so when you kind of have like a stubborn and a stubbornness, like a does not play well with others, you know, like you don't want to play the game. That's hard because those social media platforms have like, a they change over time, but there's a, a way to do them. Right. And sometimes you just don't want to do it that way. It's true. And it kind of, it takes steals your joy it's true i had a huge talk with dolores of bella figura podcast this morning on the phone i think we talked for two hours and you know she worked kind of in in an office job for a long time and now she's sort of striking Mm -hmm. out on her own and she was asking me like did i miss it did i miss my chance to like who knows and i was like yeah like it depends on what you want to put out and we talked about and this is applicable to so many things but growth for the sake of just growth and volume Mm-hmm. versus growth for the sake of quality or feeling like what you have to contribute to the conversation or the or the cultivation of the beauty or the thoughts or the ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not all going out and attacking this with the same goal. Right. You know, if I wanted to right. go out and get tons of Instagram followers, I know how to do that, but I'm not going to do that. 
<laughs> right. Right. It's the right. things that these algorithms pick up that they say, oh, you want to hear about this. I think one of the ways this has been the most destructive to the homemaker is this idea that we're just appealing to people's emotions, right? So instead of actually putting any kind of deep thought to the value of being a homemaker or cooking from scratch or, you know, caring how your children get educated or, you know, any of these questions that a homemaker has to deal with, instead it's just like this overwhelmed, hot mess, wine time, mom culture, and then that's what Instagram is like. Oh, you're a mom? Oh, well, it, you just must here's, be a mess then. Here's your box. Here's your box. That's yeah. exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it, it just appeals to our emotions. Or you're like, I am tired today. Maybe that is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's what a bizarre, what is what I think. I do feel, though, like more and more people are seeking out quality content amongst the noise mm-hmm. or intimate experiences. For example, your your Paris trip. If you guys didn't know this, Angela has achieved an her life Thank you. time dream <laughs> of leading people through flea markets and giving them a Parisian experience. So Angela yeah. came back from Paris last year totally jumps in the deep end amazing business owner skills and curates these these trips two times right so two trips in one year so one in april one in october is that right yeah yeah okay. we just the by the time this show airs the 2024 dates will be live but the 2023 dates are what I came back that's why I went in september i was like okay i haven't been in a long time and i figured yeah. out kind of just remember like okay I do know my way around these markets yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time but I can do this um yeah so yeah April and October like and she 80... did it and she sold them out you guys she sold them out and here's the thing you could go to YouTube you could go to Instagram and you could browse mm-hmm. and virtually walk through any of these markets and experience mm-hmm. them in a thousand different ways and yet people seek out opportunities to do things in person like in the flesh with real people face to face. Yeah, that really spoke volumes to me. Um, because as a content creator, you just feel like you have to have this huge crescendo, you know, like open, <laughs> greater than yeah. sign, you know? Yeah. And really, I just, me as a creator, I, I don't. I don't need to keep trying to say all the things and do all the, th- you know, I, I can just show the pictures I want to show and they will be for some people and not for some people. I can write the random blog post I want to write. It will be for some people. Not. I can announce a flea market trip. It won't be for some, be for <laughs> some people. And then, and then it will sell out in two and a half weeks because people want that. They want mm-hmm. that connection. It just like goes back to the old days of blogging. That's how we felt connected. Well, now like a whole lifetime has gone by since mm-hmm. those first blogs started back with Pioneer Woman and Julie and Julia. And like that's when I started. Like that is a lifetime ago. That is yeah. 18 years ago. Um, and so now we've kind of come full circle where we're like, okay, I'm happy to meet you, uh, you know, like know you, on, but I want to, I want an experience. 
I want to. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's going to be really incredible to have these. It was incredible when I did the stateside ones last year because I kind of stood back. I didn't, and just watched people visit, you know, in the parking lot. We had like a really early morning um, tailgate, mm-hmm. French, French pastry tailgate before the flea market and just watching everybody interact there were 16 people at that event that was incredible oh you collect this oh you collect that oh how did how did you discover parisian farm girl and where are you from and do you go to flea markets is this your first flea market um so just i'm sort of imagining like these paris trips it's going to be really really cool to watch people interact and experience the city for the first time or you know just they're just happy to go again we have like a, a real nice variety of people that that know the city. Some are going to get there a few days before we start. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, this is a lifelong dream. I would never want to do it by myself. So I'm so happy to be with a group of women. So it's really, mm-hmm. I'm keen to uh, to experience it myself, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I'm really keen to experience a lot of those things by myself. Like I think I told listeners, I think I said this last week, but Unless I'm watching Seinfeld in Italian, which counts as homework. (laughs) I've really given up on watching pretty much anything. Maybe Stu and I will watch a movie on Saturdays. But instead, I've been reading. Seinfeld in Italian? Yeah, it's great. Elaine in Italian? Yeah. Cosmo Kramer in Italian? It's really throwing me off, though, because the Italian subtitles are different Uh than the Italian that they're speaking. It was like two different, I don't know if it was two different like regions or two different, uh, mm. two different people very obviously translated. Okay. This. So is the it words a, is don't it a, follow the written words. Is it a matter of like formality? Like the subtitles know. are more formal than? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know enough to know. Interesting. But I used to watch anyway. Friends in French. So I know that like quirky. You're like, oh, this is really weird. Yeah. Not their voice. Yeah. But <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not so worried about mm-hmm. following this story. But my point was just like these little pockets of cultivation of real things. Things mm-hmm. that grow our minds. Things that enrich our life. Things that challenge us. Things that actually recharge us you know a lot of times right. i think oh well, i'm gonna go rest and then we're on our phone for 15 minutes well it's you don't leave that rested you know um yeah anyway yeah. just finding these real pockets of realness i guess for lack mm-hmm. of a better word mm-hmm. you know? stuff that okay. actually feeds you a little bit mm-hmm. just- Ooh, speaking of feeding so do you did share on the show that you finished the Scarlet Letter, right? I did. Last week. I yep. finished Great Expectations. Good I did it. Job. It took me nine days. I don't have it. It's downstairs. It's a beast. It was like 487 <laughs> pages. Wow. I did it. <laughs> I opened the year with Dickens. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. There were, I have to confess, um, I did have to Google, <laughs> is Dickens difficult? Because... <laughs> There were two chapters where I thought, am I dumb? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. These two chapters in particular, I just, and I, I did, there were a lot of uh, British people that said, like, it's actually even difficult for us. We don't talk this way anymore. These are, this isn't like how we format a sentence anymore. Like, yes, he's challenging. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but it was excellent. I would actually have to say it's one of my favorite books I've ever read. 
it was excellent. I I thought I had read it as a freshman in high school. And after reading it, I'm like, no, you just read excerpts. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I'll have to listen. So I'm on, to, I find I'm on t- reading yeah. through books like that is hard for me when it's thick and you're like, oh, I'm getting slogged here. It was tough, man. I'd go like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. like I'd have a couple those two chapters. I just had to shake my head and yeah. start over. But, I try to have books that I'm actually physically reading, and then I have some like I'm listening to C.S.'s Lewis, C.S. Lewis's The Space Trilogy right now. Oh, on I have that one. It's just you can just that's listen. And, I mean, it's that's yeah. a big book in well, real life. Well, there's three books. Yeah, yeah but know, I mean, so. yeah, mine are all together in one book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I moved on to Frankenstein. Fun. I'm on Frankenstein now. Okay, never read that. <laughs> Nope, I haven't either. It's Good on luck. the list. Here we go. <laughs> it's not really helping with the whole gray skies thing. I'm like, it opens up. I'm like, yep, that's pretty much what it looks mm-hmm. like outside. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, but uh, we today going... we're going to like leave gray skies. Yes. And we're going to go to garden land. Yes. <laughs> um, before we do that, should we uh, cue some Zavine music? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, this is a really wonderful wine, and I ended up with a couple different bottles of this, so I'm excited to share it with you today. So this is the part of the podcast, not in sloppy wine mom culture, but in a refined, wonderful way. <laughs> we Merle Monday, Wino Wednesday, <laughs> but first Chardonnay. No, not that way. <laughs> No, we're actually here um, this season. We're going to give you a region, a tip, and a dish every week. So, yes, and um, for those of you on Instagram, I apologize. So I heard some links aren't working, so we'll get that straightened out. And then we're going to start sharing the region, the tip, and the dish on Instagram each week, too, so you can keep better track of that. So so uh, what we what try and do in this segment this week, is Jay. give you just a little bit of background a little bit of Mm -hmm. information so that if you enjoy a glass of wine you can be a little bit more knowledgeable about it and drink better wines not more wine okay we're keeping it classy here dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can go to shop these wonderful clean biodynamic organic wines and have them delivered to your door so when you get your dry farm box regardless of how many bottles you choose you'll get a selection of bottles from all around the world of course you can select french wines or italian wines or german or south african or lots of great options there i'm going to share an italian wine today Okay. Okay. So the region is Piedmont, which is in northwest Italy. It's dang near like the south of France. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of French culture that's really intertwined in the Piedmont region. The variety of grape is called Lange Arnese. And this is notoriously a very, very difficult grape to grow. It's Hmm. most commonly seen in the south of France, but because of where the Piedmont region is, you see some of that kind of trickle down into Piedmont. So this is a white wine, and it's called Casalin. Nope. No. How would you You say this? this? (laughs) I hear my tutor in my head How do you say? The S never says. It never says. (laughs) What does it say? Z? (laughs) 
<laughs> How do you spell Crap, it? Crap, I'm going to just, hold on. Hold on, let me pull up my Google Translate. Tell me I'm trying so it. hard to not train myself to to pronounce things incorrectly. Oh, man. Casaline. There you go. Casaline. Casaline okay. Vineyards. This is a very old winery that has been in the family for generations and generations. Super mm. small little farm in the Piedmont region. And there they grow this incredible, really difficult grape to grow. Really full-bodied. Really like soft and wonderful in the mouth, almost mm-hmm. more like a French white wine than like the little sharper okay. Italian white wine. But Your really, Smith apple that you love so much. Yes. Um, is it difficult because of its like gene, like like because of the vine, or is it difficult because of where they're trying to grow it? Because of the vine, they're sort of weak vines, uh, you know. Okay. And we had a really great talk when we were in Sicily with Melissa about how there were a lot of vines that were knocked out by this disease or this root rot or you know all kinds of things that have an effect on wine grapes and so most of the vines that are grown in italy now are actually american rootstock that then they would graft certain varieties onto because the american rootstock wasn't yet susceptible to the diseases that had plagued all these french and italian wines so anyway it's just kind of interesting how and since we're going into the garden today, I mean, this is this is how plants evolve and change over time and varieties right. come to be. And it's it's really cool to see. This is a really delicious wine. I'm going to be pairing it with a shrimp linguine tonight. Ooh. That's what we're going to be eating. So dried parsley, lemon juice, cream, Parmesan, good pasta, seared shrimp. That's it. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Don't you just want somebody to come cook for you? (laughs) I want that every night. Yeah. Yeah, I love cooking, but like I could do it just every once in a while. If I knew I was going to eat just like baller food, like go ahead and you can just make that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just want Mm -hmm. some help with the dishes mostly. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, People helping me clean up the kitchen, like it's my love language. And... It means my family helps me every night. It's a group effort. It means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Like everybody gets a job and then when one person gets done, then we pitch in and help the other person. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's an all hands on deck effort here, but I still find that like my mom movement through, like I got to be the last last one. Oh, last man. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the captain going yeah. down with the ship, man. Exactly. I mean, I'm. Pretty soon they all sort of disperse to brush their teeth right. or run around the house like crazy people because that's what my kids do. They turn off all the lights and play ninja night, which is real fun. Mm-hmm. Can you turn off the kitchen light, please? I'm like, I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. Can I just light the candle, please? Yep. I do you have you, a tip the kitchen is like for the... this, what? this wine? Do you have a tip? The tip is you should drink it. Drink it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Okay. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Um, I don't remember. Oh, my bad. That's fine. Drink okay. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker shake. Drink it with shrimp. All right. Sorry. We had a little internet snafu there. Yeah. Okay. Right. Is it like a okay. storm there in Wisconsin? What's going on? You're uh, like Frankenstein on Zoom today. Am I? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's not happening on my end. Mm. Just okay. Yeah. Bummer. Um, we have we got dumped on, and there are quarter sized snowflakes falling from the sky. Uh, you'll see on my YouTube video. Uh, from Friday, mm-hmm. it we just got dumped. I mean, it's been forty degrees and weird, and then I woke up to eight inches. Just, just, wow. Which is the perfect time for us to kind of, let's just go to the garden in our minds. So many of our listeners are gardeners. I know. Like, it's amazing. I'm so happy for all of them. (laughs) Some are vegetable gardeners. Some are flower gardeners. But y'all remember the theme of this season is working backwards. You don't really have a choice but to work backwards in the garden because if you want tomatoes in August, here where I am, I plant those in February. You better start. Right. That's happening. Which is pretty soon. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. So I don't need, I mean, where do you want to start? Do we start with vegetables? Should we start with vegetables? Yeah. And I like, I like this, you know, we kind of made this, this kind of picture last week, like the picture is you're standing in your garden and you're gazing at whatever your goal was to grow this year. And so mm-hmm. let's we're just going to rewind and we're going to figure out what it took you to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're brand new to gardening, we talked about this quite a bit in the last couple seasons, but if I could go back and tell myself something at the beginning, mm-hmm. I would tell myself to use the no-dig method way before I did. Shay, I cannot, I almost can't bear myself to think of the labor, the physical, we would rent a manual sod cutter, and I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they look like an old-fashioned plow like Almanzo would walk behind and they have this blade that's about 18 inches and you have to like put your foot on it <laughs> the patrons that can see me and like mm-hmm. and it's it's back breaking work i cannot yeah. hundreds of square feet of turf my husband and i in our lifetime have removed with a manual sod cutter and then rolled it up and you're carrying your little sod baby which is very heavy to somewhere else yeah. on your lot or property, it's awful. And then you're left with like little sprouts. It's like a bad shave job. Little sprouts of grass and you know they're going to grow back and haunt you for the next decade. Like I danged mm-hmm. if I couldn't have just, now I just, I have an arrangement with the hardware store. I dumpster dive. <laughs> they let I can throw my kids in there. They take all the cardboard out. We load up the back of the truck, lay it down. The end. Um. Yeah. Well, you I unpack somebody, that a I little had bit somebody more. Somebody asked me more said, better well, than I did, but um, yeah. isn't that expensive to get the compost? Because if, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the no dig method, it involves basically taking any landscape that you're working in, whether that's you know rocky soil or sandy soil or grass or weeds or pasture land or whatever. So you're starting from ground zero. You do no prep work to that. And instead you lay, I have found two or three layers of cardboard works the best, of good cardboard, right. making sure to overlap any cracks in the cardboard. 
And then you put about six to eight inches of a nice compost on top. So somebody said to me, well, isn't that expensive? And I was like, yes, it is to get started. So if you can only afford a small little vegetable patch. But what I have found is the amount of labor that it has saved. This The compost is paid for itself. Does it have to be expensive, though? I mean, I just think about like when we rented, I found a local horse farm that literally had three stories of horse manure in a pile in the back. And it was just free. You could just come and bring your Rubbermaid garbage cans, load it up. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe that's with true. A, good, a little Craigslist research, it doesn't have yeah. to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has to be. I think it can be a deterrent for people who are wanting to cover a huge, vast amount of land. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. But I mean, if I could go back yeah, yeah. and tell myself something and be like, okay, you got to start over. Oh my gosh, I wish I could have saved myself so many. Oh, no, I wouldn't have used any weed tarp ever. No staples, no plastic fabric, no digging up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Okay, does that help people now, though? Is it too late? <laughs> Can they go lay some cardboard in the snow? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I put my entire market garden in in the snow. So I just, I keep all of our cardboard. I break it down and I make a little pile of it up by the barn and I just, um, I just keep it there. And basically anytime I need to cover anything, whether that's refresh a pathway, if you have grass or stuff growing in your pathway, starting a vegetable garden, starting a flower garden, to me, it all starts with setting it up as a no dig bed. Mm-hmm. So three layers of cardboard, six inches of compost, plant directly into the compost. The cardboard breaks down fairly quickly, snuffs out whatever's underneath it, and it it's wonderful. You got to add a couple inches of fresh compost every year. And anyway. Which you can't over amend your garden anyways, yeah. so that's a good idea. Yeah. Three layers of cardboard. I do three layers. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's what I would go back and tell myself if I could go back and tell myself that. Yeah, If I was for working sure. backwards in that way. Oh, I, I would tell myself. I thought she had escaped. She's fine. I would tell myself after that, I would tell myself not to, I don't want to sound cliche, but like not to take on more. <laughs> I... I would just like, like, just calm down. Okay. And this, I always use this example on the show. I know it, but like, you don't need to grow a Romanesco broccoli. Okay. (laughs) Calm the heck down and grow what you will actually eat. I cannot tell you, I'm so stubborn. I'm so stubborn. I will put so much effort into growing artichokes. (laughs) Mm hmm just I don't even want to eat the dang things I just want to put them in flower arrangements I go to so much effort to grow these stupid plants that take up so much room and every year do you know how many artichokes I get one (laughs) maybe artichokes aren't your thing Ange (laughs) but that one I'm like even my family's like what is that that's an artichoke. An artichoke. Mm-hmm. The one. The artichoke. The one. 
For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hey listeners, this is Angela. You've heard me share with you how you can become your very best home decorator by joining my design society at oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. But what about your vacations? What about a getaway with that old world flair? Right where I live in beautiful Door County, the Martha's Vineyard of the Midwest, right on the shores of Lake Michigan. It's time to reserve my charming English cottage for your next vacation. Book a nice cozy winter retreat now with off-season rates or schedule your family vacation for this summer and enjoy our pristine beaches, quaint antique towns, and vineyards. The cottage is dressed in English country flair, but it's very family-friendly, sleeps six, and is just moments away from the lake. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash cottage to book your next getaway today. Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to tell you about a great seed company that we recently discovered, Survival Garden Seeds. This is a family business created by two brothers. All their seeds are heirloom, open pollinated varieties and are guaranteed to grow. These are tried and true varieties. They carry hundreds of interesting varieties, but I'm most excited about the three big garden collections, which have either 30, 50, or 100 varieties included. It's a huge selection of herbs, all different kinds of vegetables, and even a few flowers for beauty and pollinators. They come in sturdy packaging that is perfect for storing seeds long-term. All their packets have seed-saving instructions included, which allow you to save seed for the following year and have a perpetual harvest. The best part is that these collections are priced at just under a dollar a packet, which is amazing. So use the link below this episode to shop Survival Garden Seeds or go to survivalgardenseeds.com. Homemaker Chic listeners can use the code HOMEMAKERGARDEN to get an additional 10% off those huge collections of 30, 50, or 100 packs. So here's the thing. If you're working backwards in the garden... Mm -hmm. The very first question you got to ask yourself is, what's the what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Is it bulk produce? Is mm. it storage foods? Is it specialty foods that are maybe expensive at your farmer's market? Is mm. it beautiful foods that you just kind of want to have around your house because they're fun? I yeah. mean, I cannot think of a more important question to ask yourself before you start the gardening. Then what is the point? 
Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I wobble on this a little bit because. Right. I just we like grow it. Sometimes so like Swiss shard. Like I grow a crap ton Swiss shard. I don't eat it. It yeah. just looks so pretty. I know. I mean, <laughs> it's a struggle because I, I am working from two different points sometimes. Yeah. When I'm pulling lugs of potatoes out, I'm like, yeah, girl, get it. Right. You did it. Right, right. But I want them to look really beautiful and I want fields full of flowers and I like I just want this pristine beautiful garden and if you're growing growing in mass that's not what you get you know because no. you don't have all the little oh and here's a pop of this and here's a little this and oh I thought about how this would all bloom at the same time and I let these go to seed so they'd have flowers that's not what you're doing if you're if you're growing for utilitarian like with the highest efficacy possible. That is not a potache. That is not a potache. <laughs> Set aside all romantic notions. Exactly. Prepare yourself for weeds and ick. A tiller, and probably. Like just a the tiller, fastest yeah. way. Right. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the year, you're mm-hmm. just happy. But it's not about like tidy. There's no Mr. McGregor going on there. Right? No. Right. Right. My family and I recently watched Babe, and I have deep <laughs> sentimental attachments to Babe because never seen Babe. I've heard it from the <sighs> other room, but I've never seen I it. Love Babe. Um, I remember distinctly, and I don't remember why this was the case, but I remember hmm. when I was Georgia was breech. I had to have an emergency C section because I went into labor and blah blah blah. But I remember when they were giving me my epidural, they were like, just think some happy thoughts because I don't know if y'all have ever seen an epidural needle, but holy cow. Freezing cold where? room. Yeah. Freezing right. oh, cold yeah. room. I'm naked. I'm in labor. I'm having contractions. I'm Could so scared. Could you bend scared. over the yeah, bed? You're hunched yeah. over yourself. Stuart right. can't be in oh, there. I'm just gosh. like dying. And they said, just think some happy thoughts. And in my mind, I instantly went to the house and babe. Like, I was Aww. walking through the gate and I could see all the animals. But I haven't watched Babe now in 12 years. So we rewatched it. Y'all, if you need some, just like, go watch Feel Babe. Good. Okay. <laughs> it's like okay. this stupid movie is why I started this whole homestead to begin with. Like, the goose, you know, wandering around the little flower beds and the chickens free ranging and the cows just always wandering around the prop. I mean, the most unrealistic farm movie ever. But <laughs> like an got- Instagram picture of somebody's chandelier in their chicken coop. I'm like, where are the cobwebs and like the chicken diarrhea sprayed all over the shandy? Yeah. Okay, come on. You know you just made that chicken coop and you thought you'd blow up the internet with that picture. Yep. And it will (laughs) never look like that again. Ever. Yeah. But, like, at least for my garden, I need Mm -hmm. some of that. I need a little bit of that, like, romantic magic because it's not full utilitarian. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why would you have flowers? Yeah. Gravel pathways and little garden gates and bees and like stop if you think i've like saved money by having bees on honey (laughs) (laughs) i i like burned i put all my hives in a burn pile i'm like joel just so you know i'm trying again this year he's like oh gosh (laughs) some of it doesn't make sense you guys and that's okay (laughs) 
if that's your goal. <laughs> Have you seen these great homestead planners that like, ooh, itemize your expenses and like how much did you spend on seeds? How much did you spend on your beehives? How much did you spend on chicks? I'm like, it's better if we don't ask those questions. <laughs> Don't ask, don't don't tell. (laughs) Right? I always tell people, I'm like, it's not about saving money. It's about quality control. Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, I don't want to know. Beehive equipment is so expensive. Oh, my gosh. Hives of bees are expensive. If you buy a nuke, you're looking at 150 to 200 150 bucks. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, but you do have to have like I mean that's why I that's why my first garden was a potage I was a perennial gardener Mm -hmm. and I grew snapdragons I was hardcore perennials snapdragons because snapdragons are like a family flower and I was uh, pregnant with Aiden and the midwife said well if I can't eat it I'm not gonna grow it and I, I've said this, I've told this story a million times. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then one day I thought, huh, I got, somebody gave me a book called Potage. It was like that Georgianne Brennan or somebody, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little green book. And boy, it got me. I'm like, wait, shapes and paths and charm? And I went nuts. And now I, yeah. Yeah. So the goal of your garden is twofold. I think it's fairly similar to mine. You mm-hmm. have a goal, a goal rather, of growing produce from your garden and it being of substantial portions to sort of feed your family. Yeah, You've devoted some, a lot of space is, to vegetables, right? Yes, a lot. The back half of the garden. But it's they're raised beds, and so it's not as near as substantial as yours (laughs) like I don't grow near as much as far as keeping there are certain things that I I love whether it's tomato I don't love tomatoes but I like having them um onions I grow a thousand onions that makes me happy I don't want to go to the store especially where we live and buy an onion that is green in the middle Mm -hmm. you know so there's certain things that are that I'm really intentional about I want to be able to put them up and then there's other things I'm just very content to have them fresh during the season that's good enough for me Mm -hmm. um I don't know if that's going to be the case this year so much because of food probably going to dial it in a little bit this year I'm feeling that so let's talk about what that would look like if if somebody who's listening is wanting to grow a garden for food and you're working backwards like you're buying the Mm -hmm. seeds now which by the way I don't know if y'all heard this. I, maybe you skip over the ads. Don't do that. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> we have an announcement. Right. But we have started working with survival garden seeds because Angela and I have been talking a lot off air about saving seeds because mm-hmm. it is this. I don't mean this in any kind of apocalyptic way. OK, but like he who controls the seeds controls the future for these for us as home gardeners, like if we can't get a hold of seeds and we did see this during covid do you remember that right oh my gosh you couldn't get a hold of a ball jar let alone yeah. a seed i mean it yeah. we've all experienced it now we know it happens you're right okay it does happen yeah. for various reasons and so for me yeah. it was a big gardening goal of mine and looking backward 
looking backwards, like what steps do I need to take? Mm-hmm. I wanted to plant mm-hmm. things in the garden this year that I could save the seeds from that would grow true to the parent plant. And there are good and better varieties to grow for that. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of weak heirloom vegetables just because it's heirloom doesn't mean that it's good. Um, there are ones that have been selected for productivity over the years. And some of these, are we, you know, we're familiar with like a Walla Walla onion. It's a really mm-hmm. sweet, fresh eating onion. It's really wonderful. It's really productive. Um, anyway, Survival Garden Seeds has kind of put together these packets of here is the best performing heirloom basil that we know of. Here's the best right. performing sweet onion. Here's the best performing fresh eating cabbage. Um, which I think is really helpful because it takes a lot of guesswork out. So you can check out their link over on our Instagram. Angela put up these really great little icons. You can just click on seeds and directly take you there. And there's a coupon code that you can use, or that'll be in the show notes below as well. But but this idea of if you want, for example, to save seeds from your vegetables, learn how to do that and have Mm -hmm. free seeds really to grow for next year. You have to plant the right varieties for that. You can't save seed just from any variety. It won't grow true to the parent plant. You got to think about that Mm -hmm. now. I do like the idea of just knowing like, like here's the best um, because I am a sucker for heirloom seeds and um, I'm a sucker for the descriptions. Yeah. This seed traveled the trail of tears and like I like I really love the his- I'm a history nerd and so I love the descriptions and I've purchased a lot of seed in the last 20 years of gardening based on my emotional response <laughs> to the description okay just saying if it had my grandma's name in it sold the Thelma squash done Ding ding ding, winner! Yeah. Do you so, like to eat the Thelma squash? Does it store no, well? Like, Does like, it grow again, well in your area? It, yeah, exactly. So that's um, yeah, that whole like here's like instead of the overwhelming beautiful mm-hmm. catalog that's mm-hmm. just so wonderful, here's just the best. Yeah, and Thanks, here's because I'm busy. Right. Here's like and a here, packet yeah. of thirty garden seeds. Here it'll cover your staples. The cool thing about the way they put them together, too, which I think is really nice for the home gardener, is that they're less than a dollar a packet, mm-hmm. which is an incredible yeah. – like, and this – if you actually work on seed saving and learn how to do it, which they give you instructions on, they have great information, that could be a one-time investment ever. Mm-hmm. So my my seed purchasing had gotten out of control Mm-hmm. Those magazines, man, they had my number, and I would get like two a right. day in January and February. <laughs> like I don't stand a chance. Right, you go to Shay's bathroom. There's like a stack Stats. of seed catalogs and a highlighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, are you going to be okay? So for me, like, okay, what does that look like for me this year? Making changes. It probably looks like I'm going to plant sunflowers around the property and not in the big bed in my garden, and I'll plant sweet potatoes instead. Like, it, it looks like just a little yeah. bit of an adjustment of like, okay, I still like some, I still like my big sunflowers, but where else can I scatter seed? And then I can use this bed for something right. um, a little bit more responsible. Right. Sunflowers are my flower. Like I love them so much. And Stu just said, I will I build you, you a sunflower bed for the love of God. Will you please keep these things from growing everywhere? 
because they the birds plant the seeds. I don't yeah, plant them. them. The birds do. I'd love to be that person that has just like a sunflower field. Yeah. I That's sort of basically what my garden turns in into. Mind. But then it eats everything. It snuffs out the snapdragons and the cosmos and all these little smaller, tender things that can't grow a foot a day. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to get better at that. I have to get better at not underestimating how big stuff gets. Stop. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. One lavender plant that's easily could become four feet in diameter. Right. Okay. You can't plant flowers 10 inches out from the lavender plant. That is dumb. Right. Another big thing that I've gotten into this year is my herb garden. Like I planted a bunch. I developed it last year. Just a little plot of land. Yeah, you put a bunch. Did the no dig. Planted a bunch of herbs, some medicinal, some culinary Mm-hmm. And I, we talked about this last season here on the podcast, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's something I really do want to gain a better understanding of in the garden. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I always I think you can herbs. learn over time, like just buy the plants, put them in the grounds, let them grow. Like you can figure it out. They're not going anywhere. Figure it out. Get them started. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're not sure what mm-hmm. to do with blue tansy yet, that's okay. Just <laughs> let it grow cultivate it right you'll deal with it right <laughs> that's funny yeah so yeah, what are the um, goals do you have working backwards like what are you going for that you're sort of dealing with now uh vegetable wise sure anyways yeah anyways i don't know i'm gonna take another stab at cabbage <laughs> can't grow cabbage on this property to save my life i'm gonna try again <laughs> I'm going to try again with potatoes. So I didn't plant potatoes last year. Planted them the year before. I'm like, this is dumb. I have six inches of soil and then it is solid bedrock. This is dumb. So I tried. I tried. I tried. Last year I didn't try. Joel goes to clean up the barnyard last year. He's like, you know there's potatoes out there, right? What? He brings in like a whole feed bag full of potatoes. So I think you had some pretty good success with potatoes. So I might pick your brain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really would like to grow my own. But I also, like, I can't hill them. I don't have time for that. That is a dumb, I I cannot waste my time anymore. I really, like, as a homemaker, I've been alluding to this on the show. Like, I'm really starting to dial things in. I guess it takes half your life. But, like, I'm not going to waste time anymore. I I really want to be... I'm a very romantic person. I'm also very goal-oriented. I'm task-driven. So it's like this kind of weird merging of two personalities. But like I don't – I want to be pragmatic about my garden. I know how to do the pretty. Got it. Nailed it. The pretty's going to happen because I know how to do that. Now I need to like – I need to be pragmatic. And if if I can't grow XYZ, then I need to stop growing XYZ and just grow what I can and – by the rest mm-hmm. so with potatoes I'm sort of like deciding because it's really easy for me to order 100 pounds of potatoes from Azur and keep them in my cooler that's very easy it doesn't stress anybody out nobody has to say oh my gosh we haven't had rain in three weeks we gotta water you know the potatoes gotta have some sort of a watering system mm-hmm. there's 
a lot of stress eliminated with that decision. Mm -hmm. So I have to decide. I have to choose my heart. Where do I want my stress? Do I want my stress to be with cabbage and the slugs coming in from the forest? Mm -hmm. And then I just order my potatoes? What are we doing here? I don't have anything to prove to anyone. It's just me. Okay? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Feed the people. And you're frozen. There you are. I think that's a really important point, actually, is if we're taking a goal and we're working backwards towards it, Mm -hmm. I think I would just encourage listeners to not do it to prove anything to anybody. That's like entering a conversation to change somebody's mind. That's that's folly. It's a fool's errand. Right. Right. And so I think depending on what your goal is, if your goal is to learn how to grow potatoes, then yeah, try to grow potatoes again. If your goal is to get as much food in your cooler as possible and you have a good source and you're not really interested or you don't have the room for it, then just buy your potatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it just kind of depends on what your goals are ultimately. Right. Um, Yeah. So I, okay, here's a, here's an example. Like as far as food prices go, I love to grow lettuce. I like making little patterns because I do have a potage, so I'm always trying to do things decorative. Um, I like to grow lettuce and that, and sometimes I, when it gets hot, I put the tent up, I try to protect it so it doesn't bolt. Um, Lettuce is like unaffordable where we live. Mm-hmm. And so this year, like I'm not, I'm not going to mess around with it. This year, I'm going to do a second. So, like, I'm going to be very intentional because it's something we enjoy. We like eating salads a lot in the summer, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, you know. I think it's for me. I have to watch like the grocery store. Our grocery stores are so crappy up here. Right. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to leave myself any gaps. Like, if I know that's something we really enjoy, then, then stop farting around with something else and do a really good job with your lettuce this year you know so okay you mentioned something that i want to go back to but before we do i want to thank season 15 sponsor toops and co you guys know we love this company because they provide exceptionally clean makeup and skincare options for us as homemakers so I have mm-hmm. my teenage daughter who washes her face with a charcoal bar and then she uses their lip gloss and their eyeshadow and wears their deodorant and uses the tallow balm as needed, which just feels so wonderful and sweet to be able to offer her that because the products mm-hmm. are so clean. Their ingredients are wholesome and wonderful. And Emily has done an incredible job of curating a really wonderful line. It's fun too, over the years of using Tubes & Co., I've also got my husband to use it so he uses the french clay bar and then he uses the oh what's the oil called the facial there's a fancy name for it sorry emily i can't remember what it's called but i always have a bottle in to my wash bath, your face though. no he uses oh. it afterwards so he washes his face with the, bar, the glow serum the glow serum thank you and then he uses the glow Dang, serum. Girl, i love that stuff. on his yeah. skin and in his beard and then he uses the deodorant and of course i use all the stuff so we just want you in, uh, to invite you, rather, to visit toopsandco.com. That's toop mm-hmm. like soup, but with a T, okay? Mm-hmm. Toopsandco.com. Use our coupon code for 10% off. That's another one that Angela put up over on Instagram. 
So right. you can just beauty, shop it. it. Says, just really click the beauty reads. button. Click the beauty button. Uh, my order comes. My order comes tomorrow. Uh, pretty jazzed because I was yeah. running low on. I have no glow serum in the house, which is no good. Yeah. Uh, Homemaker ten is the coupon code. Yes. Um, but really quick, I didn't know this. They make their stuff like in small batches. Mm-hmm. So my order hadn't shipped yet, and I thought, well, why? I just ordered it the other day, and it says, like, every couple days, they make a fresh batch of everything. That made me really giddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That made me super giddy. So Anyway, tubesandco.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKER10 for 10% off. This is really wonderful makeup, skincare, body care products that you can shop there. And we're very, very grateful to Tubes & Co. for sponsoring Season 15 of Homemaker Chic. Um, And we thank you guys for supporting our advertisers because they are the reason. As much as Angie and I love to talk, we wouldn't record it, film it, post it, have an Instagram or a website or do any of that without our sponsors. So uh, your support of them really does support Homemaker Chic, the podcast. So very grateful to you for supporting them and for them supporting us. So I want to go back to the garden because you said something very different. Oh, oh, yeah. You say, go back to what you were going to say. Yeah. You said, I want to come back to that. And you said, but first, tubes. Yes. I I, <laughs> uh, I also have these different goals in the garden. Okay. One of them is productivity. One of them is beauty. Mm. And one of them is being pragmatic. I could be outside okay. all day, every day in the garden. But I can't do that. Mm. I have a business to run. I have a home to run. I have kids that I'm still schooling and I have family and church, you know, obligations. Life mm-hmm. is pretty full right now full, for us as full. a family. Yeah. yeah. So I have to be realistic about what that looks like as far as time in the garden. So I have made a vow to my husband who begged okay. me to only grow a certain amount of Plants that cause me chaos every year. Okay. What are those? (laughs) Well, tomatoes is a big one for me because I am pretty good at growing tomatoes. The problem with tomatoes is they take staking and pruning and caring for. Or the tomatoes, you can't get them. They just rot. Mm-hmm. So harvesting takes a really long time. It's one of those things you think, oh, I'm I'm just going to squeeze another little plant in here. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help Then it's you. five feet tall and you're like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you reach in okay. there and you're like, oh, here's 80 rotten tomatoes that I couldn't see because the plants were planted too close together. Too close. Right. Yeah. So we ended up investing this year in some actual vertical supports and trellises which I've never purchased before to get things to go up to alleviate some of the mess on the ground so Mm -hmm. I bought 12 proper tomato cages not the little flimsy ones like real sturdy metal ones I bought 12 which means that I will be growing 12 tomato plants last year I grew 60 holy moses 60 is a lot, Shay. I actually, and I know, please don't hate me for saying this, but like I actually thought last year, like I am burdened by how much I grew. It was like I spent so long trying to figure it out and learn how to grow vegetables. And then once mm-hmm. I figured it out, I was like, okay, that's maybe too much. <laughs> that's enough. I'm yeah. giving away lugs of 
onions and shallots and potatoes to people. I'm like, do you want? Please don't buy them. I'll give them to you. Which, by the way, I just mailed you a box of shallots. The post lady was shaking it. She's like, what's in here? I was like, shallots? They're for my friend. (laughs) She forgot to grow them. Help me, I'm poor. But um, squash trellises so that the squash vines don't just go all over the garden, right? Which snuff out everything else. And Mm -hmm. just some of the proper pea trellises, proper green bean bean trellises. Like I've always done the ones out of bamboo, which look really charming for a second. And then they fall over. And then you've just got a bean pile for all of July and August. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I have the bamboo, but if you look closely... There's rebar zip tied to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Joel, I need you to cut me more rebar. Have you ever seen those like gardener supplies where they've got like the twine on the work belt and then they've got the pruners and the scissors and the zip tie? I'm like, is does anyone have it that together? <laughs> does anyone? Like, I am a sucker. <laughs> I have to tell you this. I am a sucker for garden structure. When I look like in my like design books and like some English garden, like all the willow, all the bamboo, all the quirky little teepees and things, but you do get to August and you're like, that ain't working. (laughs) (laughs) The plants are eating my charming willow sticks. Which, by the way, probably cost a lot. (laughs) Oh my goodness. What? Last year, I went to this website. It's like mastergardeners.com. You guys can Google it. You'll find it. Master Gardener Willows. Like, just Google it. You'll find it. Um, I filled my cart. I had been saving all winter. I'm like, this is the year I'm going to order all the sexy willow for my potage. The shipping was (laughs) 1.5 times the amount of my order. Whoa. Like, well, I guess that's not going to happen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't know. It was like one of, you know, some... I mean, businesses do what they got to do, but I thought, wow, you guys can't work something out with anyone. (laughs) How can this cost so much to ship? Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So I'd like to see a real tomato cage because I got to tell you, I get really tired of the DIY in the garden. You're cutting cattle panels and you're staple gunning them to a stake and your arms are getting you have like need a tetanus shot Mm because you're getting ripped to shreds Mm -hmm. and like i'm pretty over it yeah as far as that goes yeah Yeah. i'm looking up right now i can't remember the name of oh it was just gardener's supply no um so they're called titan tall tomato cages and so you know this is or there's the titan tp trellis so they're all metal but the thing about this is, it's like, you got to be realistic. Look, I, I garden as much for frivolity and enjoyment as the next person. I will spend mm-hmm. eight hours on a Saturday when everyone else is at the lake doing something cool. I'm in, Weeding. yeah, I'm in there just like pruning catnip. And you're like, what am I doing with my life? But I love it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know it doesn't make sense to everybody. I do love it. But then there, mm-hmm. there is that line, especially when it comes to vegetables where – Mm-hmm. You know, my vegetable gardens away from my house, it's its job is to grow a lot of vegetables. I don't want to spend hour upon hour upon hour doing that or it really starts to not make sense. Mm-hmm. 
And so my idea was if I can actually grow a little bit less, keep it a little cleaner, keep it a little tidier, make harvest that much easier, that is going to save me some time. So I am kind of working yeah. backwards now by making sure that my seeds are the ones that are going to do well, making sure that I have the structural pieces to actually grow the garden well, to save myself time. Because when I think about the gardener that I want to be at the end of at the, the end of summer and I will have said, ooh, that was a successful year, to me it was mm-hmm. like keeping things clean, manageable, and productive, mm-hmm. which should be possible if just – couple of the right steps are taken. That's my goal this hmm. year as a gardener. If it's purely productive, that's not quite a success for me. I want it to be beautiful. And mm-hmm. if it's purely beautiful and I don't harvest anything from it, that's not a success either. Right. Right. Um, I know we have listeners because of the the fangirl call um, that this is their first year. Mm-hmm. And so aside from no dig... Um and seed research. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you would say to a first-time gardener? You know what I think actually bugs me about some people? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded better in No Shay. I'm going to liken them to some sourdough people where they're like, oh, I made this loaf one time and it was nothing like I wanted it to be. And this is stupid and your recipe is stupid and your instructions are stupid. And you're like, if you're going to give up now, you don't stand a chance. Sometimes mm. that attitude can kind of be true of the gardener as well. When 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 I see sometimes the messages that come through that are just – There's a lot of thinking going on and not super deep thinking, just worried, anxious. How do I do this? How do I do do Good luck. Mm. (laughs) Like if you can't even get off the starting line because you're so crippled by fear of doing it wrong, y'all got to let go of that. Like in order to love gardening or love sourdough baking or love pasta making or love speaking another language or love doing anything. You got to be willing to learn through the process and make mistakes and figure things out. The flowers that you love in your garden or the vegetables that you love, those might not be the ones that Angela loves or the ones that I love. And so when somebody comes and says, well, what variety? That can be a little frustrating to me because I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, have a little, what's the word? Uh, Grit. Have a little grit. grit. (laughs) Have a little Um, grit. And... And, like, in all gentleness, like, we all have to pay our dues. Yeah. Like, by the time I someday have a successful potato harvest, and actually I have, that's the bugger, I have had a successful, many, it's, I'm still yeah. not figured it out here. Um, like, we've all had to go, we, we all have to go through, like, you, you can't, um, yeah. There isn't going to be like one like just killer answer that some homestead blogger or somebody can give you that's going to make it so that you don't have to go through the pain of learning to become a good gardener. Yeah, exactly. Because bleep happens, whether it's a drought or bugs or your dog got in, you know, whatever. I mean, I remember once one year, I'm a really good gardener at this point, right? Uh, We're just 
delusional, like out of our mind, like that scene in <laughs> a little house on the prairie where they're like so sick with the flu. And I take all my um, seed starts of broccoli and cabbage and everything and they just needed to go outside. I felt so bad for them. We had been so sick for so long and I set them outside. Just total checked out that I had free range chickens <laughs> at Halfway Farm this was. And they just ate them all. Yeah. About six flats. Six 72 plug flats. You know, so like we all have to go through that. We all will go through that. You're not just tell yourself now, I'm not going to escape the pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like labor. You're not going to escape the pain. It's going to happen. And it's going to be so good when it's over. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to be such a great gardener. You're going to learn. Um, there are ways, obviously, to learn more. So if you, you're wanting to learn and you, you feel that, here's a little plug for one of our advertisers, modernhomesteading.com. You should vis- visit their website, modernhomesteading.com, and register for the Modern Homesteading Conference because you'll be able to fangirl over people like Joel Salatin and learn really hands-on. So, of course, there are things that you can do to become a better gardener, but nothing is like getting in there and just doing it. But for those of you that want to like have that experience and meet other people, definitely check that out, modernhomesteading.com. If you want to be spoon-fed, which is what I find people want, a lot of the people that I interact with through all the various channels that we work in, They want to be spoon-fed information. They want to be spoon-fed skills, you know, piece by piece. I'm like, this is just milk, (laughs) y'all. You're never going to grow to a diet of meat without just getting in there and doing it yourself. And me sitting here feeding you this pudding is actually not helping you at all. You feel like it's helping Mm. you. You feel like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm getting information. But that's not actually going to help you get any closer to the finish line. Mm-hmm. that's what yeah. I get frustrated uh, with it's just like I want to help people understand something like gardening or understand something like cooking or homesteading I love those things and I will never mm-hmm. tire about talking about them but there it's a it's a transaction so somebody gives you okay. information, whether that's a seed company or a homesteader conference or a podcast, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then your part of the transaction is to actually do it, not email them and be I- like, and what about this specific thing? And what about this specific thing? And how about this? And here's my zone. And what tomato? And blah. Just do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Uh, I will admit, I am a Google gardener. There you go. I'm a Google gardener because I have found that there is no one, whether it's Monty or what's his name, No Dig or Book or whatever, there is no one source that can answer all my questions because of where I live and what I'm trying to grow. I have found that the most efficient, this sounds weird, maybe, but the most efficient thing for me to do is to take my phone into the garden with me when I'm on planting day or when I'm doing whatever you know, such and such bean, zone 5B, Wisconsin, how to grow, most common pests, like whatever. I Mm -hmm. just, I'm really specific. What am I trying, signs of whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I will like name the plant, my zone, where I live. And that's actually been the very best for me. Back in the day, I would do that before the garden season and I would print it all up and put it in a notebook. 
and it just saved me so much time of like oh like in the middle of the season not knowing what to do mm-hmm. and I'd get a highlighter and if I found like five bullet points in that article that I thought would get me through the season and help me learn how to grow that particular vegetable well it really helped me google gardening there you go that actually brings up a really important point angela that i think might be helpful to people to myself okay. included i keep one of these is a garden notebook and i'm not talking about like a i saw red breasted warbler in the garden today <laughs> that's not what i'm talking you can do about. that in the margins okay I'm talking okay. about like a three ring binder <laughs> with five little plastic tab designers, vegetables, perennials, trees. Right, okay. And a lot of times what this looks like for me is um, an envelope that has that I've like three hole punch so that it can stick in there. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I bought this dogwood tree and I just slipped the tag in there. So that when I'm looking at oh, this, yeah. like, what variety of tree? What what kind of plum is this? What? Like, yeah. It has yeah. to be something that can actually function in my in the way I garden. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm not like keeping track of every sow date. I maybe when my kids are gone, maybe I'll be that kind of gardener. If I oh, can. And that's like, my old lady gardener. Yeah. That's my, well, I'm like this exactly. old lady. I'm fabulous. I'm on point. Yeah. Yeah. I sowed this right. many cells of this thing. But that is a good idea. And if we're going to work backwards, now is the time to hop on Amazon, or you probably got some mangy three ring binder in your basement. Yeah, get it. Get a Order some one. new plastic sleeves. Do it now, mm-hmm. not in April when you're like, oh crap, I just got this apple tree, and what do I do with this tag? So if you're gonna work backwards, January is when to get the notebook ready. Yep. and it's really helpful because I do that too. A lot of those things that you buy, like investment pieces, like a like a fruit tree, fruit trees are really valuable. And you want to take good care of them. You want to do by, right by them. Uh, and I am your cautionary tale. Um, uh, but like there's warranty information, mm-hmm. you know, you want to keep that. You want to pop the receipt in the sleeve. Yeah. You want to take that stupid Arborvitae back to Walmart next year because they said it would last a year and it didn't. Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing to do now. Yep. Yeah. And I keep sticky notes in mind too. So when I'm out in the garden, I can literally be like, bean, eight, one. <laughs> You know, and like that's enough for at least my mind to be like, okay, you this is when you planted those beads or, you know, just little reminders to myself. Oh, yeah. Certain varieties that I'm growing, like do not grow this many beets next year. You know, these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that gets me so excited to just even think about the yeah. possibilities of this year's garden because there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity there for beauty and for growth and for nourishment and I just there's no other way I would rather spend my time I can't wait to get back out there have you been to AmericanBlossomLinens.com lately when you do here's what I want you to remember homemaker chic 20 because that is the coupon code you need for 20% off the linens you need to run your home I'm talking about heirloom quality sheets, woven with American-grown cotton, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets. As fans of vintage linens, these are the best sheets ever. And you'll find the most plush towels, plus blankets, duvets, and even pillows. American Blossom Linens is the company Shay and I partner with in our homes for top quality, invest once linens. 
woven to last a lifetime. That's right, invest once and never again with American Blossom Linens. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use our coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off your entire purchase. We want to dress our home in accessories with a story, with quality accessories that have meaning, and for sure accessories that are not headed for the landfill. A huge concept on this show is Better Not More, and our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea. Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I'm a designer, okay? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And here's a designer tip. You will give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. They elevate your space instantly. And they're so versatile. You can move them all over the house and they are made to withstand real life. That means they're able to withstand your pets, your kids, your spills, and your traffic patterns. So get to know House of Tokuman over on Instagram. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one of a kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies or replicas. House of Tokuman is at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and use our coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off your full-sized rug. Get your tickets to the Modern Homesteading Conference today. They are discounted right now at modernhomesteading.com. This is where you can learn in person from speakers like Joel Salatin, Carolyn and Josh Thomas, Anne of All Trades, Melissa K. Norris, and more. You need to see how things are done in person where you can ask questions and get answers immediately from someone with decades of experience. And you need to be surrounded by people who understand this way of life. Live demos include chicken butchering, pig butchering and old-fashioned charcuterie with salt curing, sheep shearing, kombucha making, fruit tree grafting, and of course, the family milk cow. All of this and more is included with your ticket price. Plus, relax and enjoy a performance by farmer, filmmaker, author, and artist, Rory Feek. Visit modernhomesteading.com today for your discounted tickets. That's modernhomesteading.com. Okay, so takeaways from this episode. Okay. No dig. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Charles mm-hmm. Downing, YouTube. Yep. Check it out. Seed research. Yep. Get the right seeds. Get the right Get seeds. the right varieties. Okay. Depending on what your goals are. Think about your table. Mm-hmm. Think about your kitchen and your kitchen's needs. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've said this a million times in the show. My sister did that. One year she's like, forget it. I'm going to learn how to grow. She loves salads. I'm going to learn how to grow the best salad. And she loves salsa. And I'm going to grow the best salsa ingredients. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. And she did that for years. And now she's like a straight up hardcore homesteader. And she can do a lot more. Mm-hmm. But that's what she could do with little tiny babies and nursing. And she's like, this will feel, fill my needs. Okay. Yep. So what are your needs? Um, what else? One more. There's got to well, be one more takeaway. Well, and the notebook or the notebook okay yeah. i think those are four yeah four good i think to too remember. just kind of reminded me about your, the chelsea story i think about this sometimes with let's say basil okay i like mm-hmm. fresh basil 
I love to make fresh pesto. I don't love frozen pesto. It just also the flavor to me. I know you're a pesto. I know this is like sacrilegious to what I'm saying to you, but like <laughs> I don't really love pesto in the winter. I love it in the height of summer and it's everything I want okay. it to be. But whenever I make it and freeze it and then put it on pasta in the winter, I'm like, this just doesn't match what's happening right now. And so okay. I had to learn like stop growing so much basil. Just grow it and grow it with freedom and just be like, I'm going to mm. just enjoy this for what it is for while it's growing. I did freeze dry it last year, which worked wonderfully, but it's still not exactly like fresh basil. But, you know, uh-huh. just as it, with this idea of thinking backwards, moving from the table backwards, like don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to do everything that Angela and I are doing. Or don't feel like if you're going right, to have a garden, right. well, that means I need to grow a thousand onions and like have this huge root cellar, do this or do that. No, it doesn't. Like, what do you want to eat? And then once you sort of set that, to me, what that gives you when you're working backwards is freedom. Mm-hmm. So you can just, for example, eat your tomatoes with abandon and just right. relish right. in it. <laughs> And then right. let them go. If your goal isn't to preserve them, you're not going to have enough to make t- whatever. That's feed, fine. Yeah, feed them to the chickens. Buy your right. tomato sauce through the winter. You know, doesn't matter. Totally depends on yeah. what your goals are. Mm-hmm. And and when we mm-hmm. set those goals yeah. and get specific about them, that gives us a ton of freedom on the back end. Yeah, which is what planning does. It gives and yes. I think that's a I think that's a huge talk about a takeaway from this season yeah. is we're gonna try to create freedom for the homemaker. Yep. In working backwards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love that. Okay. Do we have any questions? Mm-hmm. Do we have time for questions? How long have we been doing this for? Um, I actually wove a few questions in uh-huh. to okay. what we talked about okay. strategically. You're so you're so good at that. Such a podcaster. <laughs> okay. Well, if you guys have specific questions, we don't know what we're going to talk about next week yet. So I can't tell you to send us questions about that. But you can send them to us over on Instagram. We're Homemaker Chic Podcast over on Instagram. And the cool thing about the Instagram is Angela set it all up where there's like those little icons. I don't even know what they're called. Highlights? Highlights. Okay. Highlights. She made a little mm-hmm. highlight for all of our advertisers for this season so that you don't have to remember coupon codes. You don't have to go looking for links or show notes. Get on Instagram, Homemaker Chic Podcast, and there's a little wine highlight, and there's a little American Blossom Linens highlight, and tubes highlight, and all the little codes, which makes it very nice and organized. Thank you for doing yes, that. Yes, it does. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. And after a long, hard day of gardening, long, enjoyable day of gardening, um, we hope you're sleeping on American Blossom Linens, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some confusion about the coupon code. It is Homemaker Chic 20. You're going to want to visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com or just the highlights on our Instagram. We want you to follow us over on Instagram. I expect to see a huge surge in our Instagram audience this week. There. No pressure. <laughs> Visit us over on Instagram. Follow there. Check out our linens highlights. Yes. Take you right to American Blossom. They're going to give you 20% off. You can sleep on some fabulous American-made sheets. Mm-hmm. Clean off with some beautiful towels. These are the linens that Shay and I use in our home. Special thanks to our advertisers for this season. Yep. And uh, to you guys, uh, 
You helped us come up with this theme for the season, working backwards on our most recent fangirl call, and we really appreciate it. It's going to be a great season. I think we're off to a really fabulous start. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just funny. You said at the beginning of the show, like, I guess it just took getting to this age for you to kind of get your feet under you as a homemaker. But I, Mm -hmm. I genuinely feel like we're three years into this podcast now, and I think it has put it feels like some that. feet underneath us in a, in a yeah. real tangible way. I know it has for my homemaking mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Which is funny because yeah, we're absolutely. the ones doing it. <laughs> yeah, but so we always say we're like, we're just here homemaking with you. <laughs> Definitely so not ahead of you. <laughs> so aware of it. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, ladies, thanks for joining us today. uh, And we will see you back here next Monday. Cheers. Cheers.